to an emo girl's guide to the galaxy where we debate rant and curse too much if you like books sarcasm and hate the patriarchy then you've come to the right place hey i'm jess and i'm going to talk to you about your uh new releases for this week um so the first one is dream on by angie hockman and it's a rom-com Um, And I'm just going to read the blurbs for these. In this fresh romantic comedy from the author of Shipped, heralded as an absolutely sparkling debut by Entertainment Weekly, a woman wakes up from a car accident with memories of a boyfriend she's never met, only to run into him a year later. Perfect for fans of Christina Lauren and Rebecca Searle, which is kind of fun. Okay, Okay. I'm so into that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the next book is The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston, who it did that one sci-fi YA book that I can't remember. Something Heart of, of Iron. Iron. I just looked Heart it up. Heart of Iron. There you go. Beautiful. Love it. She also did the Geekerello books. Oh, okay. So these are rom-com. This is a rom-com, and it is a disillusioned millennial ghostwriter who quite literally has some ghosts of her own and has to find her way back home in the sparkling adult debut from Ashley Poston. So that's like ghosts. I'm sold. A, dis- a, a disillusioned millennial. You got me. I'm sold. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one is The Summer of Christmas by Julia and Keith Jiglio. Why am I thinking of Deuce Bigelow? Whatever. Okay. This is these are this is a rom com. Um, <laughs> experience a behind the scenes look at the making of a Christmas movie in July in this charming romantic comedy, and it's a married couple that wrote these, a, or their brother sister. I'm thinking probably married, but maybe their brother it sister. Sounds very hallmarky. Um, I'm here for it because we need happiness in our lives right now, and honestly, we do. that yeah. sounds excellent. I didn't say that was a bad thing. I'm just it's <laughs> beautiful. Um, okay, so the last one I have for today is The Witchery by us, Isabel. This is a YA fantasy, and it says, meet your new favorite squad of witches. The Witchery by us, Isabel is filled with dark magic, bewitching prose, and enchanting characters. It has everything I love in a book, badass witches, a kiss of romance, and a touch of horror. Um, that sounds excellent. And this comment is from Aiden Thomas, who wrote Cemetery Boys. So, sold. Done. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Here I'm here for it. That's enough for me. I mean, I'm not big on YA, but this sounds, you know, badass witches. Exceptions. Ready. Yeah. Ready for it. Let's <laughs> do it. All right. I'm Loretta, and we're gonna do our around the room updates now. So I'll go first. Uh, I haven't really done a whole lot, but I, I have started reading A Princess in Theory by Alyssa Cole, and it's very cute so far. I'm not that far in, but I like it a lot. And um, Nintendo is having a big sale right now. Yes. And uh, I bought... <laughs> I, I'm weirdly obsessed with all of the Lego video games, and I don't know why. It's I started playing them like years and years ago, and I just never stopped. Like the Lord of the Rings one and the Star Wars one, but there's a new Star Wars one out, and I got the Harry Potter one and the Jurassic Ooh. Park one, so I've really just gone down a weird nostalgia rabbit hole, and um, I've been playing um, those. Lego so games? that's what I've been up to. Yeah, playing <laughs> Lego video games. <laughs> like the adult woman I am. <laughs> Whatever brings you joy is what we need right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who else, Jess? What have you been up to? Um. Okay. So I. I have a lot of things because I haven't said anything in a while. Um, I read five of those Alien Bride Lottery books that Dev recommended. I read five of them. Oh, yeah. In, a, like, two days. <laughs> um, I just You did, yeah. You binged. Was the rest of the series the as rainbow. good as the first one? Oh, it one? just was amazing. Honestly, I, I read didn't these. even want to stop. The last one that I read 
the main character girl is in a wheelchair and she I love is that. a badass and I just love that they like brought some representation up to the alien bride lottery and they're trying to dismantle <laughs> yeah. the whole system and it's uh like there's an ongoing overall arc that I didn't quite know was there and they're just trying to bring down the patriarchy and it's it's really great. That's on I'm brand. Living for it. It's on brand. Also, to to point out the Easter egg, when Jess says she read the rainbow, she's being literal yeah, because the aliens are all different blue colors, and yellow <laughs> and green. And I read. Oh my all god! Them. And I, you know, I'm gonna have to like bring back a little bit of my criticism um, about the alien books. I'm. I'm a little more on board than I was before, guys. I, I read... Yeah. Everyone needs to go back there, and listen dicks. to the alien episode Just... when we talk about the mating dicks and the <laughs> Yeah, I, that part did get me, but honestly... Um... <laughs> You just, you know, we learn to live with regular dicks. We can learn to live with weird ones, you know. I'm. It... Um, the yeah. other thing, I've been binging a lot. I... Wait, I have a question. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a technical question about the double dicks. Oh, yeah, I'm here to help. <laughs> Since there's a mating dick, yes. Do they use the regular dick at all? Like, oh yes. Is okay. The- so here's what happens, and this is in all of them. Okay, and there is some big drama that happens. Like once in they one of find them. the girl that's their yeah. mate, oh, they yes, their mate. So. Then it pops so here's out. What happens? Yes. They only their mate gets right. the mating dick. Both? Yes. So they have. It's sex. like a lipstick tube. Right, but well, <laughs> no, it's I don't know. Okay, so it's it's. It's really one dick, right? So one dick goes in. They have sex for the first time. It's their regular dick. At that point, after that first orgasm, the dick retracts into their body. Like, as or it comes out, right? So then all of a sudden, another one comes in. But it's it's essentially like, the way that I think of it is like the lid comes off and here's the new one. But it's bigger. So oh. it like, it's almost like, the skin retracts <laughs> and then a new one comes yeah, in. Yeah, I envisioned it but popping out of the first one. Fun door. fact. That's how it like in the first book, this is not mentioned. Um, <laughs> the mating dick is actually purple on all of them. All of how them are have we back purple to this? mating what? dicks. <laughs> regardless of their color, so they could be like a pink and purple, they could be a yellow and purple, but all the mating dicks are purple, regardless of the color of the alien. I hate it. Yeah, I need to read the rest of the series. I need. To I don't know why when you guys now. talk about it, I have a, I have a hard time not thinking about the double dicks as two separate dicks. Yeah, like, it is. I it is. Keep forgetting fact, that they're one. Well, they do keep talking about it that way, but it is really just like one, and then something pulls back. Yeah, it shoots out. Yeah, well, like, but it's like not expando. like it doesn't like extend out. It like the one. Uh, I I the one feels like a banana. The one retracts, like the skin comes down, and then this one enlarges after like its condom is gone essentially think of them but like if the condom went like this i don't know why (laughs) the way that they explain it in the first book is not like aggressively weird though he's just like oh yeah you're the first yeah you're the only one who's going to experience the mating book two there are a tremendous number of conversations about the mating dick so just yeah okay i Um, need to go back and read but for everybody who's only listening to this because you're not seeing me uh do my wonderful hand motions um you're really missing out (laughs) Uh, i can't even do it again so I am doing more things than that. I did read all five of those. <laughs> I then also read all three of the Dark Olympus that are out, the Neon Gods, Electric Idol, and Wicked Beauty, and they were super fun. So you should go read them. 
Um, yeah, they were fun. And you also I read enjoyed. a ton of mafia books too. I did. I also read. I read four or five. I can't even remember. I've read a lot, honestly. I've been my Goodreads goal is so far behind me. I don't even need to read for a while, which like I will, but I'm okay with it. I also read some serious. Uh, oh, okay. This is the one last thing, <laughs> and I know I sent it to you guys in the chat, but uh, for everybody who just really needs a perplexing laugh. Go to this Instagram account that is siblings or dating. Oh. And it is all of these people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was real weird. Basically look, they look like twins. And then you swipe through the picture carousel and you find out I was their wrong siblings at, are almost every yeah, time. I know. I was like, oh, those are definitely it was, twins. It made me no. feel real icky. Yeah it, yeah. it makes me wonder if everybody should take some DNA tests, honestly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's, what I've, that's what I've been up to. All right. Um, I'll go next. I finished It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey mm. and loved it. I've been Yay. like seeing it around. It looks so good. Yeah. And I don't know why it for, I was like interested. I have had it for a while and I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll read it eventually. And then I was at the beach and I was like, this seems like a good, be- it could be a good beachy read. And it was so good. It's very, um, it's like, I, I think they were telling you it was like, or describing it as like a um, Schitt's Creek retelling kind of (laughs) Um, she's like an LA party girl Instagram famous socialite and she gets like shipped off to this she's in her late 20s but she gets like basically cut off by her stepdad and shipped off to this like crab fishing town in Washington where her birth father was from and then like they lived there and then he like died basically it's like a it's like Schitt's Creek meets like a perfect storm so it's like there's this history of like these like like crab fishermen I guess it's like the most dangerous job um and then the mom's like don't fall in love with anyone because they're too rough and scary. I don't even know, but obviously famous she last word. Yeah, yeah. gonna yeah. die by crap. <laughs> and just, you had to say it, mom. Yeah, it was just really well done. I liked the characters and the relationship, and like easily that girl could have been like a, a super annoying character, but I it was well done. I liked it a lot. And then there's like build up for the second book is like going to be the sister and the other guy. Um, the other like fisherman guy. That sounds cute. Uh, yeah, it was super cute, and the smut was good. I liked mm. it. So we love good smut. Mm-hmm. There was nothing super cringy. No overuse of the word folds, which I was uh, burnt oh, out. God. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. it was really good. Highly recommend it. I already, <laughs> I've already got the second one queued up because it was just so perfect. I love it. I loved all of it. So yeah, that's great. Who's next, Dev? Who's you been up to? Dev, bring it home. Um. Yeah. So I finished. A few arcs, and one of them was Our Cricket Heart. So at the time of recording, this book is already out now, so you should go buy it. But um, it is by Melissa Albert, who wrote The Hazelwood, I think. Um, I haven't read that one yet. This is my first Melissa Albert book, but it was so good. Um, It's a witch book, but the story is focused on a mother-daughter relationship, which... I thought was really nice because you don't really see those types of relationships in a lot of media. It's mostly, like, romance. But it's told from different POVs. So you start off in present-day time with the daughter and then something happens. um, And then you go back in time and you see the POV from the mom's – when the mom is young and it builds up. So the daughter is trying to, like, solve this mystery. She's like, my mom's a witch. What's going on? Like, cool. And then you see the mom when she's younger – 
becoming a witch and get leaning into her powers and then it all kind of like peaks at this moment of like the antagonist and how she's related to everything and it was just really good it's like the craft but kind of scarier like there's the craft like meets Gilmore Girls <laughs> it, it's like the it was like the it was like the craft meets Gilmore Girls if the Gilmore Girls were emo and gritty mm. and not like hippie yeah. it sounds um, even better dig it and it's, like, it follows the trajectory of, like, every witch movie out there, like, horror movie, where there's, like, an evil witch, and then it's, like, present day, and you're, like, what's going on? How is this, like, evil witch from the past connected to everything? But it's just, like, I was obsessed with it, so everybody needs to go read Our Crooked Hearts. I'm so down for it's this. really good. Yeah, sounds amazing. Um, it was... It was really good. Um, I'm also listening to the new Charlie Puth song on repeat. It's so good. It has Jungkook. It has Jungkook from BTS in it. And Charlie Puth, like as a person, I find very odd. Like I laugh yeah, at some yeah. of his stuff, but he just seems like a weirdo. Like yeah. not sometimes in a bad way, but most of the time most, in a good way. Ninety percent like, of the time, I think he's funny, and then sometimes I'm like, I, what? I don't like. I don't know how to feel about him. Like I feel. I blame I don't that, know, but anyway. I blame the BuzzFeed article I read about him that when he talked about like his losing his virginity and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I don't need just, to know this stuff. He's he's kind of wild, but that song is just so good. And if you're into poppy, like you know, make you happy songs, Jungkook is so cute. You repeat. know, he just he does have some songs that just like hit me real hard in the in the feels, and I'm like, this just gives me such good vibes. And so he, I know. I hate that people can be so weird or, like, you don't know if you like them or not when, like, their art really bonds to you. That's just such a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. that That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know about Charlie Puth. Like, I don't know if we would be friends, but... I'm here for your music. I'm going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> you know, some kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Um... Also, everyone needs to watch the music video because Jungkook does emo better than all of us, and I don't understand He wears how. bright neon like, pink, he, and he's still emo, and I don't understand. He has he's his, so like, cute. hand tattoos oh. and his eyebrow piercing and his lip ring, and I'm just like... Stop it. I don't... It works, and I'm jealous that you can make all this work <laughs> wearing a pink tracksuit, and I don't know what it does, so... <laughs> you know... My, my spill on... Sounds great. I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll stop talking about BTS and Charlie Puth, and we can get into our main topic, which feels relevant to world news. We're going <laughs> to take these down a notch. Um, we are talking about dystopian and apocalyptic, apocalyptic books today, yeah. um, which I did some research because I was like, I don't know... I know that I've read them, but I want to know exactly what the genre is, and I just went down a hole of, like, the differences between apocalypse and dystopia, and then, like, apocalypse, pre-apocalypse, post-apocalypse, and then, like, all of the different definitions oh, and what goes into it. So, they're actually very, they're, they're subtle differences between all of them, but I feel like people use them interchangeably, so I want to, like, I do a, some education I'm right so here. I'm glad people. you're doing this. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing this because I was making my list of books for this episode and I was having a real hard time. I was like, does this count? Like, yeah. some books I was like, does this count as apocalyptic or is it just like sci-fi future or I don't know. Yeah. So 
It's because sometimes they, they do mix them, like one, like an apocalyptic event leads to a dystopian society, in which case it would be both, right? right? Like, the, the, that's usually, like, the chain of events. Like, but Ready Player One, I was like, is that an apocalyptic book, or is it just, a, like, the future? Just, yeah, yeah. So the differences are that a dystopia uh, genre, the dystopia genre and books in a dystopian environment setting are... When things are operating in a certain way and everything is just as bad as it can get, right? So, like, a social or political struggle or, like, society against the rules that are happening. Or, like, things are just as bad as they possibly can get, but the world is st- still turning, society is still a thing. Like, nothing about the world or about, like, the environment has changed. It's just that control has shifted so much that you're living in a world that is just, like unimaginable right so this would be like the handmaid's tale this would be mostly this would be like let me see what my list on here uh red rising hunger games yes red rising is sci-fi red rising maybe it's after a massive war that they turned into these different societies and exactly yes and so right yes and so dystopia is you live in a world where everything is as bad as it can possibly be, but nothing has triggered those events that has to do with, like, nature or the world ending or society ending the way that you knew it, right? You still have all of the things that you grew up with. They're just restricted, rest- restricting who can do it. Uh, an apocalyptic book is, or a series or a TV show, anything that's apocalypse is usually the struggle of society or man versus nature or versus some type of event that's cataclysmic that ends the way that you live as you know it and if it's an apocalypse it means that when you're reading it or when you're viewing it or whatever when you're taking this information in the apocalypse is happening right now you're witnessing these events triggering so these are like all of the doomsday movies right like all of the things that happen where there's ice and the world ends in like a huge wave or there's like you know, you're witnessing the apocalypse happen. What's that one with post apocalypse? <laughs> yeah, there's like so, the, day the day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> post post apocalyptic is you didn't see the apocalypse happen. They just mention it and they say, yeah, there was like a meteor, there was like a bomb, and and society was wiped out, and we now rebuilt it. And you're witnessing the world after the apocalypse happened and how they're living after everything all of the natural disasters happen. That's usually when the dystopia and apocalypse stuff crosses is when you're witnessing after the apocalypse happened and then seeing all of the bad people who are like, we're going to take advantage that society is crumbled and we're going to take over and now everybody's going to live in the way that we want the world to be um, and then see what happens and go from there. Um, But I thought that was interesting because the apocalypse also usually, it's like, either nature or it's religious in in a type of way because it's all about like the angels coming down and like wreaking havoc because society like ruined life right so like the four suck. horsemen like yes. laura thalassa is apocalyptic in like an angelic oh, yeah. nature oh, that's on my list. um or like supernatural <laughs> supernatural is also yeah. like if you think about certain seasons or certain episodes that's kind of in that Definitely. realm so those are I don't know. I'm a nerd, I guess. I just thought it was interesting. And I'm like, now I know the difference between dystopia, apocalypse, post-apocalypse, and all of that goes into it and, like, how we view things 
in that setting and I'm like, wow, I just like doomsday stuff. Like I just like to read about the earth being bad, I guess. I had a I had a bunch of books that I was like, I don't know if I don't know if this counts or not. I had a hard time. Well, we can we can discuss. But yeah, so anyway, that's my spiel. So now kick it off and throw it to whoever wants to start with their list. Okay, I want to do this one that I have because it's up on my phone. Unless you want to go, Erin, and then you can go. You can go. Alright, so the one that I have is uh, Something Blue by Christina Cole, and it's a dystopian romance. Um, and I read this like in 2018, I want to say, so my brain's not full I think I own this, yeah. and I never read it. It's, it's a cute little book. It looks like a romance book. It's got like a picture of a blue heel on it. Um, and it's like a matchmaking dystopian one where they're in this world later on and the way that they've been finding matches is the jigsaw puzzle and it's basically like taken over. It's kind of like there's been TV shows about this. They've taken over like matching people so you have to wait for your perfect match and then they will find their person for you and everybody knows and they're assigned. And when she's assigned her person, it's a guy who's like, I don't believe in this crap anarchy everywhere let's go and she's like this is not the perfect future i wanted and so it's like them working through like she figures out that the whole thing is a scam and they're literally just randomly matching people and telling them their match and by the end of it they're like actually okay i kind of love that so it's really yeah no it's it's like all the things that i love in a book so it's it was fun that was by christina cole so it's called something blue because it's just you know Cheesy, but there's a there's your cheesy, happy-ish dystopian book, because we're probably <laughs> going to spiral from here into doomsday. <laughs> yeah, we'll start off with the good stuff that's, like, happy, and then we'll go into, like, all of the war revolutionary Jeez. stuff, like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, I think, oh, sparked I love my my love for this for this genre or these genres because like so, I have a lot on my I list. I think not. it's so interesting because most of my list is like YA I was gonna books. Say that. I was going to say that, mm-hmm. and I think it's so interesting that like the end of the world books are for younger, like are being geared towards younger people. I don't know. That seems really weird to me. I think it makes sense in a way though because when you're younger, you're more impressionable, and so they want you to read like what can happen if. If you let true. society get to this point of like yeah. you you want to the be future, the revolutionary. You can fix it. Yeah. yeah. Or they're not old enough to realize that like, hey, maybe we already are in a dystopian society. <laughs> oh wait, it's here. Oh no. <laughs> There's that whole we don't have rights thing happening, so mm. yeah, that, good times. That good times. Oh, um, I love you it. guys mentioned the Fort Horseman. By Laura, what's the the Lassa? Lord, yes. the Lassa. I cannot with that series. I just cannot. I read the first one and just. I'm weirdly no. fascinated I, with those books. I need to finish. Yeah. I only read the first one. I need to finish I the series. Not the concept is interesting. I think it was just the execution of the things that happen is kind of weird. Like I am fascinated with the thought of like, oh. Yeah humans have free will there are these angels who like they only have one job they have one job to start the apocalypse and then they come down and they're like oh humans are actually not that bad like maybe we can change it maybe you know this was fate and plan and you know divine intervention all along like that is interesting but like i don't want to be dragged by a horse Uh -uh. Uh -uh. she falls in love with the plague bro (laughs) (laughs) she falls in love with the plague I, like, can appreciate, like, Laura Thalassa is a dark It's like a magical power, too, Loretta. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. 
We're all here for the angel apocalypse, I, but I'm also here for zombie apocalypse. And after I was writing my list, I have so many. No. I ha if you're a zombie person like me, I let me let me just go into this because I, I have so many. Zombies. Do not like zombie um, apocalypse. I love I zombie apocalypse stuff. It's so good. Also, if you think about it, zombies can never actually exist that long in real life. Like it's decaying That's bodies. True. Like they'll get uh, they'll decay eventually, and then they'll just be done. Like zombies can't. At least right now, in my mind, scientifically, <laughs> ever really exists. So, Doctor like, Dev said, "I'm going to enjoy it COVID for what has it is." <laughs> that if something is contagious enough, it will wipe us all out before the decaying bodies go to dust. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but if we're saying that, if we're going by like normal zombie lore, which yeah, is you have to be bitten in order to be infected, then like yeah. I'm fine. I'm just like you're fine. But World War Z is a really good one. It is a yeah, book and also a movie, I think. But those ones are fast zombies, right? They're, like, really fast. Those freak me out. Yeah, those those zombies like are, like, different types of zombies. But yeah, there's, like, a plot twist about why the zombies only go after specific people. and like I'm going to Google the plot twist. It gets into it. It's, like, more scientific <laughs> than, like, zombie. But the author wrote another, like, I don't know if it's a spinoff or, like, attached, like, you know type of book but it's called the zombie survival guide and it's just so fun like it just goes through like all kinds of different weapons and like would they work against a zombie or not and i let a man of course it was a man borrow Son my copy and i never Fucking got it back man. and if you're listening to this just know that i'm still holding a grudge against the fact that i never got my book back um but yeah if you want a survival guide against zombies like there's a book out there for you so Thank you can God. start preparing for for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um, also, um, The Walking Dead, graphic novels, also a TV show. I stopped watching, like, after season five, I think. But, like, the graphic novels are good. The graphic, the show strays from the novels a lot at a, after a certain point. So I would say, like, if you were annoyed by the show, like, read the graphic novels because they do change a lot of things. And, like, the fate of certain characters is different um but that is also a good zombie one resident evil games movies <laughs> i eat that up like give me all of the resident evil content i'm obsessed with it um alive which is on netflix is also like a plague virus zombie type of korean drama movie train to busan oh my god korean i've been told drama, to watch drama that about zombies it's so, so good i love it sweet home is also korean drama like the Korean dramas about zombies, they're just so good. And I don't know what it is and what they do differently than, like, Americans, but they're just next level. But Sweet Home is actually, like, half zombie, half virus plague yeah. going on. Like, there's, like, a weird, like, you don't know what the sickness is. You just know that people are going crazy. Um, Daybreak is an American Netflix show, and that one's more of a comedy. It follows, like teenagers and they have their little like cliques of zombie fighters you have like the popular kids fighting zombies and then like the nerds <laughs> fighting zombies and the main there's only one season but it was so funny and like the main character is trying to like find his way to back to his crush Aww. i think and then like the, there's like they go into a mall and there's zombies running around but that one's fun um all of us are dead is also a korean drama on netflix and it takes place in a high school so that one's also really good. And I think that's all I for my struggle. zombie. My I zombie struggle with spiel. zombie apocalypse because I just feel like 
what, like, what is the chance for a happy ending? Like, certain apocalyptic books and, like, dystopian books, like, if they can, like, rise up and, like, fight the government and overthrow the power, mm-hmm. then there's, like, that hope for a better future. But I just feel like with zombies, like, you're we're all just going to get eaten. <laughs> and then it's like, you're, like, you're just surviving to then live in an in a zombie world. Like, I don't think I want to live, like... Unless there's a real chance that we could, like, get rid of the zombies, beat the zombies, cure people, then it's just, like, the odds are against us. They all touch on those points, though, but I think that the reason why movies and TV shows especially never actually get to the end is because they want to extend it as much as possible. But going into them, you know that that's their main focus. They're like, this virus is spreading. How do we stop it? And that's, like, the whole goal of, like, okay get a zombie let's go and like test it out and figure out what we need to do and hopefully we don't get bitten where like most of the people don't die or they actually save world war z has a has a good ending ending. it has an ending where there is a solution Mm -hmm. to the zombie what's that movie What's that movie with Will Smith and it's like oh, the apocalypse? I am and, legend. Oh my I god, legend. that movie was so depressing. Never, so there is okay. I've, they were I'm, like rabies zombies or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, and he has to like kill his dog or something, and it's all tragic. Oh, yeah, and he's like the only person sad. left on the planet, or- and he's like fighting to get to this compound or something, and like that's all the movie's about. <laughs> He's like, I just want to make it to this compound. Okay, wait. A zombie movie that I do love is, um, what's the one with the guy from The Social Network and Woody Harrelson? It's Zombieland. And- oh, I love yes. that movie. I was just going to say. That was so yes. fun. That when they're in the bathroom movie. and they're like, you got to be really careful when you're taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. Or, or um, I'll just get at you. Um, when they say double tap, I say that all the time when I'm watching action movies and stuff. I'm like, he didn't double tap. (laughs) And then who's the guy from Ghostbusters that's in it? Why can't I think of his name right now? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. And then Bill Murray is like pretending to be a zombie and then they get him. (laughs) I need to watch the second one. I really enjoyed that one. It's funny. I I hate zombie movies, but that movie cracks me up. Oh, maybe I haven't seen the second one yet. And Warm Bodies. Yeah, one body. I haven't seen funny. that one. You guys might like iZombie. I, watched, I love that, that show. Zombies, but it's I like, watched yeah, part of that. Because she eats the brains, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, and she has like psychic visions of yeah. the people's brains that she's eating, and she helps solve mysteries. I started watching that show because the guy who made it made Veronica Mars, and I'm obsessed with Veronica Mars. And I love that show, and I feel like the only person that I watched, watched it. it. I watched it. Because people are like, I don't, I don't really like watch part of it. I don't know if I ever saw the end, but I watched a lot of it. I need to go back and watch it. Okay, but I also yeah. wanted to watch that zombie movie with, or that show with Drew Barrymore, where she becomes a zombie, and she's like a real estate Oh, like yes! A- Santa Clarita Diet! Yes. I freaking love that show. They can't... Oh, yeah. I will never get over the fact that that show has five gold stars on Netflix and they canceled it. It's so freaking good. I'm yeah. obsessed. Netflix cancels all I the do. good shit. That one is not Apocalypse or Dystopian. It's, it's just, just It's so funny. And what's his face? The dude... The the dude who plays her husband um, is oh, so good him. in that show. And also the next door neighbor. The next door neighbor is just like makes the show he's so nerdy and awkward and funny and he's obsessed with the do- their daughter and i'm just like oh yes it. watch it i'm obsessed with it um timothy yes Oliphant. he I is really him. good in that he's show 
Um, I also do have another zombie book series, but this is for like middle grade, younger kids, and it's just really fun and funny, and it's not meant to be young kids. Yes, zombies. it's not okay. meant to be about the zombies. It's meant to be about the kids, like you know, surviving, like the figuring. Kind of, but it's more just, like, fun. Like, they fight the monsters with their bats and stuff like that. It's called The Last Kids on Earth. They actually made a animated show, I think, on Netflix based off of the series. Oh. Um, and it's more just, like, like I said, fun, but uh, if you're into that, okay. I am. I'm, I'm If we're talking the apocalypse, I just had, like, flashbacks a little bit ago to early, early quarantine when everybody was watching Bird Box. Were we watching that in quarantine or was it before quarantine? The last five years are all blended know. together. What's Bird that? Box with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah, oh, on Netflix. And everybody yeah, that was, was around like, that time. we got to yeah. watch Bird Box. And they're all going outside. I never and saw it. <gasps> you got to watch it just because it's, it's weird as hell. Yeah, you got to watch and it. And it's, it's <laughs> really weird. And you just feel so bad at the end. But like. Isn't she blonde? Doesn't she like lose her sight or something? No, she purposefully does this because when people see whatever it is, that's when they get like crazy and they try to kill they oh. kill themselves they're all killing themselves and nobody knows or, why it's or, like and there's like weird ones that are like forcing other people to kill yeah themselves. forcing other people to kill themselves and it's weird it is like it yeah, is that's, it's so weird but it's very apocalyptic but is there's an insinuation that it's like aliens yeah but you just like you never find out so yeah, don't you get don't too excited it it's i'm pretty sure that was a book too i think it's a book first what's that one cloverfield is it cloverfield where you never find out I don't. What it is, I don't know. What it was Cloverfield. I'm pretty sure know. they. That's like aliens for a fact. Okay. But I'm not 100. Because that sure. came out when I was in high school, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, this is the coolest show ever." And I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I remember everyone raving about that one. I don't one. know that it's that good, but you know, I also came out in Blair Witch time. So my like first dystopian book that I read that I was like obsessed with that I still love I think this is on your list too Deb is The Giver I love that book so much and I had to read that like Mm -hmm. early in school yeah I remember reading that in like elementary school like fifth grade and a lot of like Loretta was saying like a lot of the stuff that I had to read was in high school and middle school and I was like why are they why are they making so my sixteen-year-old self read like nineteen eighty-four? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had to read that probably even younger. I, I read that early high school. I read, and I and I loved that. We I didn't have to that read one that too. one. I, I yeah, I also like Brave New World, which is another like classic dystopian novel That's on that my I have. List. I have. I keep meaning to pick it up, and I haven't yet. But um, Handmaid's Tale also. I I read Handmaid's Tale within the last few years. I think for the first time. And it is slow, like, it does take a while to read. I will caveat with that, but I think everybody should read it. Like, it's very How does it timely? end, like, on, a, appropriate. on, like, a positive note or a negative note? Well, there's or... another one now. It's kind of just the way that you would think any dystopian apocalyptic book ends, The like, what you were saying, where it's open-ended, and there is, like, a resolution to the main problem, but there isn't a resolution to the fact that you live in a terrible yeah. world. Like, it, it's kind of just, wow. like... This is what's gonna happen, ladies. I'm scared to read that one because I'm afraid yeah, it'll same. freak me out. I've like, been really nervous oh God, about it. That's where we're headed. Everyone, all the women are named after their men, uh-huh. so like they don't have their original names anymore. Like the main girl's <sighs> name is of Fred, I think, of Fred, and you're like of of Fred, the man Fred. That's your name now, of Fred. Oh, like you don't oh. have. 
Yeah, it's just. I it's think it's not, not the right time for me to read that. And I also yeah, have I never had. It, I never had any interest in watching the show. I was like, that's just going to enrage me. That's not good entertainment for me personally. Yeah. I get why people love it, but I cannot. I have to say, like, I was going to get into it and I was like, oh, I need to read this. It's timely, blah, blah, blah. But then I saw a lot of stuff about how, as as important as it was or whatever for the time, it's also placing white women in a place where like it's centralizing white women's issues in a issue that is literally happening with people of color right now. And that kind of lifestyle and them, you know, being forced into surrogacy or forced into having babies. And they're the majority of who's being like, just not able to get out yeah. of that place That's is true. like centralizing really white women in the story when mm-hmm. that's actually happening to people of color. And so it's like taking the issue away from them. And so I decided not to read it because that that opened my eyes to something where I think it's important for everybody to see that this is something that could be happening, but also decentralize ourselves a little bit. But I haven't read it, so I really don't know. I, from what I remember, and I read it a while ago, so I don't have all of the clear details, but I don't believe she makes it a point to say that they're all white. Like, yeah. I think that that was a show, yeah, and it may have a been show the decision. Yeah. The so show. the show, which, like, just calls into account the fact that, like, our media and entertainment and our world right. just needs to be better about inclusion. Like, they could have easily changed the color of the skin when they Correct. made the show, but they decided not to. They decided not to cast women of color. They decided to cast right. white women. But I don't believe the that race or skin color plays any if big effect or plays any big role in okay. the book itself. Like, the book itself talks about the fact that women are oppressed, women are... Something happened in the world, I forget what they mentioned, but where most of the population can't have kids now, which is why they have forced surrogacy. Like, it's not just because they decided one day, we're going to have a group of women who need to have babies. Like, there is an event that takes place and that makes you sterile. And they're like, only these people can have kids and we need to make sure that we keep the population going. So now we're going to take all of the women who can have kids and just, like, force them into having babies. And they don't even have their own names and all of this other stuff. But it's, it's, like I said... It's slower, it's a little bit dense, it's dark, but I feel like it's relevant, so. During this conversation, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but talking about Apocalypse, I wanted to recommend watching The Nevers because that show is so trippy. That show it's so is good. really trippy. We can't say it, anything else because it'll ruin I know, it, like, I can't, like, talk about it because it, it'll give it away, but it, yeah. it fits in with this episode and you need to watch to find out how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It, and at first, you're, go- you're going to go into it being like, what's going on? And you're going to yeah. feel that way for a while, but just know that I, it'll pay off. Like, sitting there and watching it and, under- and like, seeing it all unfold, it's so good. I was watching the show, and then I, like, what ep- it was, like, episode four or five, I don't know, like, halfway through the season... I started watching it and I thought I put on the wrong show. I was like, oh my gosh, this I clicked the wrong thing, but it's not. <laughs> it's the same show and it's just crazy. So you have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> also, if we were talking about timely relevant stuff, um, two books that I've read that have to do with like plague stuff. Um, the Stand by Stephen King which came out in like the 70s, I think. It's a super old book and the concept is that a 
disease, genetically modified disease, like a war disease that they wanted to use for, like, warfare, gets out of one of the facilities and starts uh, infecting people. And, like, people just, like, start getting super hot and overheated and, like, kind of exploding, but not. Like, it's a weird, a weird fever. (laughs) Like, like, it's just, like, a weird disease that was created by the government and, like, it gets out of this containment camp and starts spreading and like society just dissolves into nothing and then eventually there are like two groups of people that have superpowers that are like trying to take control over society and like well how they want to rule and like govern as just like typical Stephen King but like if you're looking for end of the world apocalyptic kind of stories that's a good I'm picturing I'm picturing True Blood when they, like, when they die and their body just, like, melts. <laughs> I just remember, I just remember reading, like, because that book is also thick. Like, Stephen King books are just bricks of books. Huge. And it's such a big book. And I was reading, like, the first hundred pages being, like, these people are not, like, these families are not just, like, exploding in their cars. Like, they're not just, like, dying in cafes and just, they like. Are. It, it was, yeah, it was intense. That sounds really fun. <laughs> but also, on a, on a lighter note... Um, lighter than people exploding? <laughs> the Origin series by Jennifer L. Armentrout got very, very, very close to real life that she had to stop writing those books during COVID. Like, she was like, the next book was meant to come out. It's not. I'm pushing it back. Like, all things considered, I'm not writing more. Like, the last book is coming out, and that's it. Like, this is not continuing. And I'm like, how did we get She's here? She's a prophet. Like, how did we get yeah. to, to real life crossing over into, like, an alien story? How like, weird I don't for her, know. too. Like, you're writing this book, and you're like, this is so crazy. It'll never happen. And then it does. Yes. <laughs> it turns out that you're actually that one guy in Supernatural that's writing the comics. Oh, my God. I love him. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck oh, is the best. And the oh my gosh. Prior to that was a bit apocalyptic too, because when all the aliens like come yeah. down, they like give everybody. And that reminds me of the book, The Host. Did you guys read that one by Stephanie Meyer? I have it on my list. I loved that <laughs> I, book. I wanted more. I thought it was. I was gonna be say, a series, and it wasn't. I think I know. I watched the movie. I don't think I read the book. The movie's not great. No, I feel like I good. probably went. Um, I don't think I'm gonna read. It's really slow, movies. and I I actually don't really understand why I like it, but I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> I, the time, I think it's it, Ian. It, it, I'm it, in love with Ian. It hit. She's got like an alien. They're like body snatcher aliens so they like yeah yeah they do i guess kind of sort of what lux did right where they like come inside your body but then in the main girl in this one she like fought it kind of so then it was like she was still there and the alien was in there yeah these aliens come down and they like take over our planet by by inhabiting the bodies and since people didn't know it was coming like they just you know the body the aliens came into their bodies and like they didn't put up a fight because they didn't know what was happening and but then like isn't that kind of like the fifth wave like in the beginning of the fifth wave that's what happens kind of yeah if i'm remembering right like there's in the in the book right there's like a like prologue in the beginning where all of these babies are like sleeping oh yeah things get into them is that the fifth wave it's been a long time i don't know 
But then, you know, like once people are aware of what's going on, there's like a resistance and people try to fight it. And then one of those girls is Melanie and an, an alien, something happens, an alien gets into her body and she, beca- like, she's fighting, she's trying to fight Don't they, like, the alien. get her? Don't they, like, yeah. get her and then they stick one in her? Isn't that what happens? Or just yeah. happen? Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. In the beginning of the book, she tries to save her brother by sacrificing herself. Yes, that's what it is. And she gets caught. They stick an alien in her and then, yeah. But then, and like, it's crazy so much of the book, it's, like, her and the alien are interacting, like, inside Yeah, they have, like, mental brain. conversations. I don't know why they thought making a movie out no, of that was that's the idea worst idea. idea. <laughs> It's just like one body and two people. Half of the of book is happens internally, but yeah. <laughs> but then they both fall in love with two different people. So the girl whose actual body it and is they're falls in the same body. The guy, but then the alien that's inside. Okay, of her so falls that's in fun love, though. Literally. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> Loretta and I are like, yes, no, please. I, I know, I love I'm it. Like, I would like more of that, please. Yeah. I need you to fall in love with everyone there's an enemies to lovers no, but so then it's love like it. so then it's like a triangle because the other guy's like no i like her. it's like a weird triangle but he's like with- no i like the alien yeah. inside like <laughs> with it's like the same body but it's weird too because the alien inside her feels all of her emotions so she's in love with the guy she melanie's in love with too yeah. so like it's weird because i don't know it's so it's so such a weird book i don't yeah. even understand why I well love the it. alien the alien at the end gets her own body so you know spoiler yeah spoiler but uh it works out it works but out. yeah i love that book it works out on the i have a book that i'm dying to talk about All right, Laura, <laughs> <'cause> go. <laughs> it's called praying for rain by bb easton um i i know i need you it. to read it and tell me how to feel about it because <laughs> i don't know okay um, if you'll read these hollow vows i will i will yeah so it's called Praying for Rain by B.B. Easton. I found it scrolling on Pinterest and it was an ad for a book that came up and I was like, this cover's cool. Let me look. And then it was like a dollar. So I bought it and I read it and it's <laughs> it's an actual apocalyptic romance. Like the world is falling apart around these two people while they're falling in love. It's so weird. I love it. But um, the premise is cool and like some of the plot is cool, but the book is just so crazy. Um, the idea is that, uh, everyone on, I think on earth starts having the same exact dream at the same time. And they start dreaming that the world is going to end on like April 24th or something. And everyone's having the same dream. And because of that, everyone starts freaking the fuck out. And the closer they get to that date, people just start going crazy. They're like, the world's ending. I don't give a fuck anymore. I want to do whatever I want. There's like orgies in the library. Um, (laughs) People are like looting places. It opens up with her and she's she goes to like McDonald's or something and she takes out a pill one of her medications to take and people go nuts they're like she has pills and they like attack her for it i was like what is this book oh my god god. chicken nuggets (laughs) i know (laughs) go crazy over those um and then somehow she ends up she needs to like buy get something at the store but like the store is being controlled by these guys I don't know. It's so weird. And then she meets this guy while she's there and um, they decide to stick together. And I can't remember why, but they start falling in love like 
like two hours goes by and they're like, wow, we're in love. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll be honest. If it was the end of the world, I would fall in love in two hours anyway. But I'm a yeah, little so I mean, if he's, he's hot, so I get it. <laughs> if he was hot, I'm in love. It's the end of the world. <laughs> um, and they decide to like figure out what's going on together. And then there's a twist at the end, which I actually kind of liked. But I was like, what is going I don't understand. I don't understand how I'm supposed to feel about this. There's an orgy in the library. <laughs> oh, Why? <shit. laughs> okay. Honestly, it seems reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. The chaos seems like it's very end of the world vibes. Yeah. Like yeah. If, the, if there was an end of the world, that was that's probably how it's gonna happen. It was so nuts. So someone read it and tell me how to feel you know, about it. Like that's what I've never watched any of the Purge movies, but that's what sh- like if the Purge really happened. All these people are like, okay, I'm just gonna go murder a bunch of pizza people because I feel like it. But in reality, like, wouldn't you just want to, like, go have an orgy in public? Like, that seems <laughs> way more. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. the lover and not the fighter in me. But yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between know. orgy or murder, I think it's, like, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I'd probably. Pretty easy answer pick there. The sex. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, you guys go do your crimes over there. We're going to, like, have a sex party yeah. instead. See, <laughs> but then you'd have to, you wouldn't be able to do it in public because then all the people Maybe who are trying like, to murder you while you're naked yeah and then you're kind of vulnerable if you're like doggy style People in the middle of the suck, road <laughs> Someone can come that would be you vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> there's like an Eiffel, an Eiffel Tower happening and it's not going you're well you're just walking down the street <laughs> they just like push you over yeah it seems a little a little unsafe Speaking of weird, like, weird random stuff, though, did you guys have to read Animal Farm in school? Because yes. we had to read Animal Farm. No. And it was, like, the main I feel point like we should of, like, have, but... The allegory of, like... I read Lord of the Heads, too, but Animal Farm is weird. Like, I understand why we need to read it, and, I like, it's just... It's a weird book where the animals talk and riot against the farmers and... I know, I couldn't. I get allegory, but it was... I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't. So I, I was supposed to read that freshman year English and we had like a whole like section on it or whatever, a whole thing where there was like papers and tests and everything. And I just didn't read it. And then based on all the like class discussions, I like passed all my papers and my tests because I was like, you guys have just explained nice. the whole damn book to me. And like, I have no interest in reading this. So no, thank you. Uh, I did that a lot in school. I picked and choose. So I, was I like, did that too. <laughs> I'm not reading this, but I'll, I can still write a paper on it. great that it. you didn't pollute your mind with crap you didn't want. Yeah, yeah I didn't I want that. Wild. I didn't want Huckleberry Finn. I didn't want freaking... Didn't read that either. Scarlet Lord of the Letter. Flies is a good one, though. I, I still, to this yeah. day, love Lord of the Flies, even though, again, it's like wild and chaotic and I accidentally watched the movie to that and was so traumatized that I was like I cannot read that book it was so trauma when they like murder that kid no I couldn't it was too sad I have to admit to reading a book voluntarily not uh because somebody made me and I read Atlas Shrugged of my own accord because somebody told me it was good and I was like okay well I'll read it and I sat there and read that's thick all of an Ayn Rand book which is just a really poor decision honestly we just but, offloaded all of our Ayn Rand books we were like no you know I, I got rid of it I, I it stuck in my head and now as an adult I can be like well I mean I was an adult at the time I read it but I was like 21 and I was like I'm gonna read Crime and Punishment and which is actually a really good book so you should read Crime and Punishment um, but like yeah, I read Alice Shrugs and I was like, 
this is so great, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of started thinking about it and I was like, oh, that was shitty. It's not reading anymore in Rand. Um, I did want to like volunteer not a book, but a game that yes. is a dystopian game. And I have not started playing it yet, but I got it. And I'm so excited because it's like Stardew Valley, but not Stardew Valley. It's called Littlewood. And it's a town building game. So you don't have to do all the farming of Stardew Valley. Thank God. The world has already been saved by you, but you've forgotten all of your memories. (gasps) And you're waking up after you saved the world. And you've got to rebuild your town along with the hearts of those around you. So it's a this big world like everything with enchanted I love. forests, yeah. bustling fishing towns, mining caves, and you have to meet all the townspeople and convince them to stay and meeting them might unlock your memories. And you can uh, fall in love and get married with these people because obviously that's a Jessica thing that I would like to do. So that's it's like a thing but too. I want this game. It's a <laughs> what, post-apocalyptic, post-dystopian situation where you're rebuilding your town. Yeah. So you can get that on Steam or on Switch. Uh, yeah. And I'm here for it. I like it. Honestly, the farming is why I don't play Stardew Valley because I'm just not into yeah. it. I'm like, I don't want to take care of crops. I'm, I've got to so, say, I'm really deep into a Stardew Valley right now, as deep as I can. I made it past a one whole year, so I'm into the second year, which is not that far really, but for me it is. And I just built a bunch of sprinklers and they just take care of themselves now. So. See, I need to do that. I don't know. I didn't but get that But I also far. have like four boyfriends and I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm romancing every single player until I decide who Doesn't I want. Doesn't Stardew Valley let you have a reverse harem? <laughs> you can't marry them all, but you can be boyfriend, girlfriend with them all. Interesting. I don't know. I'm going to try, so we'll see if I can yell that. But there's a, like a lot of really dark storylines in Stardew Valley. And so, yeah, it's 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 everything I need in, a, you know, task management farming game. And then I also get to like romance a bunch of emo boys with like broken pasts and messed up families. <laughs> we love it. They've got these seriously tragic backstories. And I'm like, yes, you're a writer on the beach in a shack. Beautiful. Sign me off. Oh, my gosh. A skateboarder boy who is a punk rock, like, plays the guitar? Yes. There's an emo gamer who is in his basement all the time with <laughs> MCR on his head. Like, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Stardew Valley knows what we want. It really, it's really hits you in the feels. Well, if you want to go the Devon route and play something a little bit yes. scarier, you can also play Little Nightmares because... I bought that game and I'm scared to play it. That game messed me up like it's crazy and I I will die on the hill that it's a dystopia game just because of the things that you like, like pass it. by and like what's going on but it's scary. At least it was scary for me and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> also, have you guys seen the movie Soiling Green? Yes or no? It's a super old movie. No. Nope. It's also a book which I just found out when I was doing my research but the concept of the movie is that The world is overpopulated, and there's not enough food to feed everybody, and so most of the population is just, like, hungry all the time, and they're trying to figure out what to feed them, and so everybody eats this thing called Soylent Green. And there's a detective who's trying to solve, like, these murder cases, and it leads him down this hole, and he finds out what Soylent Green is, and there's a famous line for this movie, and I'm not going to spoil it, in case anybody wants to go watch it or in case you're interested. But, like, 
I don't know why it sticks in my mind and I'm like this movie is so trippy and messed up but it's so good and even it's like really old I think Charleston Heston is in that movie I want to say oh, yeah. I don't know um but I want to read the book too because it was one of those dystopian movies where you feel uncomfortable but it was still like good and you're like wow yeah. I feel icky but what like and I still remember it to this day, even though I probably watched it when I was, like, 14, 15, I don't know. Um, but I highly recommend that movie, even if it is really old, and now I'm going to go read the book. But I'm intrigued. I thought one of you guys would have watched it, but Soylent Green. Don't look up the plot twist. Don't look up anything. Just go and watch go it. And because blind. you will spoil it. Yeah. Go in blind. And you just be like, what did I just watch? Like, what is this? Also, Mad Max, Loretta. We can talk about <gasps> <Yes>. it. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love Mad Max. I need to rewatch that because the time that I watched it, I was like, I am not into this. But I watched I it reversed. I watched it. Um, I went and saw the new one with Charlize Theron, and that's I, the only thing I've seen. And yeah. I loved it so much. I was like, I this movie's great. And then <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie too. It's so good. I was in the theater alone, and I was screaming. I was like, Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta see it then. My issue is they literally get all the way across and then just turn around. There's no plot. They get all the way there and then they're like, you know, let's just turn around. And that's it. And that's the whole thing. And so I was like, I appreciate the cinematics, the music, what's happening. But there was no plot to that movie. I felt so much girl power vibes watching that movie. They're like the girls and they're breaking away and they're escaping. I need to watch it again is what I'm saying. And it's a whole series. Like, apparently the franchise is, like, past that one movie that I've seen. Okay. Like, there's more to it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what... <laughs> so I watched the Charl- the newer one with Charlize Theron, and then I was like, this movie's great! And then I went backwards, and I went and started from the beginning, and, like, the first one's kind of weird, because it's from, like, 1980. I don't know. I can't even remember. And it's, like, Mel Gibson, so that's an ick factor. Um... Yeah. But then the the Thunderdome one, is that, I think that's the second one or maybe the third one, but that one's really good and Tina Turner's in it and I loved it. Mm. So Okay, um, I'll revisit your Mad Max situations when I get a minute. The earlier ones I didn't love as much, but um, they're yeah. still really fun to watch. I also have another like sci-fi-ish book series that I haven't finished yet, so I don't know how it ends, but it's called This Mortal Coil by Emily Suvada. Which is kind of sci-fi, kind of apocalyptic, kind of like all of the things, but there's a plague that's raging the world and they're trying to use like gene splicing or gene hacking to save the population and the main girl has some type of skill and hidden memories that she's trying to figure out that were left to her by like some scientist dude and... There's, it's like all kinds of different weird sci-fi, dystopian, apocalyptic vibes going on, but I haven't finished the series. I think there's only three books, but I read the first one, and I have the second one, but I haven't read it. But the first one was good. I have the first one because I, I remember you talking yeah. about it a while ago. I got it off of the book outlet, and then I haven't picked it up yet because there's a million books to read. <laughs> yeah, and the covers are really cute. And Ready Player One is also oh, really good. I love it's that like book so much. Me too. I think that I have it, but I haven't read it, and I need to. Yeah, I'm going to say this one is, like, a little bit of both 
apocalypse and dystopia just because of the way like the world is set up but i i don't i don't really know it's i know it's sci-fi technically but it's not really i don't know i love that book so i'm throwing i put it on my list because it felt like it should be there it's definitely dystopia and i don't know if it's apocalyptic yeah i don't know if there was like i just remember they live in a world where like everybody scrammed crammed into like trailers that are all stacked stacked because there's no space and nobody has a lot of food and there's not a lot of resources going on it felt like it could be real i didn't really know they don't go into detail like how they got there um he did lose me a little bit (laughs) during that part where like um he (laughs) remember the part where he like hoards himself into his apartment um what's the main character's name wade Wade. Wade hoards himself into his apartment because he's, like, trying to get better at the game. And then he, like, there's a part where he, like, orders a sex doll or something. And he, and then he's like, oh, I, had to, <laughs> I tried that out. And it did, yeah, that was weird. And I don't know. But it was like, yeah. was, this is a weird part of the book. <laughs> I need to read that. Okay. So I think, Dev, you have a really fun game for us today. Yes. Oh, before we go into our game, also everybody read Fake Guardians. That's all. Oh yes, definitely read that. <laughs> yeah, that's it also post apocalyptic. It's post apocalyptic, and also I wanted I wanted to shout out uh, that Kiss of Deception and Dance of Thieves oh, is yeah. technically post apocalyptic, and I'm still mind blown about that fact. So. Yeah, that one is more subtle. It's more just like world building than anything. It has like, nothing really to do with. Do the you plot, just hear about yes. the old world and the technology, and you're like? Holy yeah. shit, this is what? And then, like, in Dance of Thieves or something, yeah. they pass by something that's, like, an old car. Yeah. But it's, like, a yeah. new car to us. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so subtly done. I love it. So going into our game for today, I thought it would be fun to see if everyone would survive the end of the world. Um, no. And how are we going to do this? We are going to play a BuzzFeed game, yes. <laughs> which is, if you can make it through this quiz, you might just survive the apocalypse. I'm so excited. Um, okay, so this we is... We work as a team, right? Yeah, yeah uh, we'll okay. all do it. I'll read... I'll, read I'll the, die on my own. I'll read the instructions. So this is, the world is on fire. Okay. After missiles rained from the sky through the night, you woke up to the city in ruin. You hid in the apartment for several days, but you are nearly out of food out and out of water. Your building is now abandoned, but as your neighbors left yesterday, they told you they'd heard rumors about a camp of survivors a three days walk up north. Your best bet is to leave the city in the morning and make your way through the wilderness to find this settlement. Okay, so you're leaving your apartment, you're almost out of food and water, you're going up north to this camp, that's all you know. Three days walk away. This is how you play. You start off with 150 survival points. Every decision you make in the wild costs varying amounts of time and energy and will therefore subtract from these points. The items in your survival pack are irreplaceable and more costly to use. If you reach zero survival points, you die. If you make one wrong decision, you die. So, first off, we'll pick a pack. We get 150 points, right? So, I'll read off the question and then your options and tell you how many survival points are deducted for each I'm getting a calculator get. out because I'm bad at <laughs> you math. Start, yeah, you start with 150. So your first question. You need you know you need to get up north. How do you navigate your way? So the options are you use the last of your phone battery, which is minus 25 points. You navigate using the stars, which is minus 5. You follow the direction of moss, which is minus 5. Or you put a stick in the ground and track its shadow, which is minus 10. And remember, you can literally die on this first question for pick- picking the wrong choice. So I <laughs> am personally going with stars, but 
That's up to you guys. I would never it's use a the last decision. Phone we have to pick together. Yeah, well, you okay. guys got to make. Well, that's a, that's a my vote. Choice. My I'm vote between is stars. stars and stick, but I don't. I feel less confident in the star things. So I feel like I. How well, do I, know I feel how less I confident in the stick thing because when the sun moves across. You have to be tracking the sun as well as the shadow on the stick to make sure. Yeah, but but remember that in the beginning it says your best bet is to leave in the morning. Oh yeah, you're leaving the so city not in the, the morning. So not the stars then, Jessica, because there's no <laughs> stars. Oh yeah, that's the other part. I Aaron was gonna say Frank's, I'm, I'm torn stick. between. I think I'm stick. torn between moss and stick, but yeah, stick. Because like, what if there isn't moss? Then we're fucked. But also, yeah. like, what would what else would you use your phone battery for? Like what? So I don't know what I'm gonna die, use my Deb. phone. I don't know what I'm gonna die. use my phone battery for. But I also, if it's really a post-apocalyptic world, then I don't really trust my phone. Yeah, I want to do the stick. Okay, method. okay. Yeah, so stick, stick or moss? Points? I'm going stick. S- stick in the ground is minus ten. Is okay. that what everyone's choosing? Yeah. Stick in the ground. Go with stick. All right, stick in the ground. It is. Let's see if we die. Dead. <laughs> no, all right. So minus 10, we're on to the next question. We haven't died yet. We're at 140 points. I'm keeping okay. a calculator. Okay. It's midday and your mouth is dry. You can only survive three days without water, so this is a high priority. How do you quench your thirst? Do you use your supplies, which is minus 25? Do you sip from a stagnant pond, which is minus 5? Or do you drink from a flowing stream, which is minus 5? Flowing drink stream from the flowing stream. Never a stagnant yeah, pond. stream. Never the yes. pond. Yeah, never <laughs> the stagnant pond. Do you want to die right this second? No. Okay, that was just for your calculator. That was minus five. We got to the next question. Okay, do you want to attempt to fish or play it safe and use your supplies? Use your supplies is minus 25 and fish is minus 10. And it's just attempting to fish. So I don't, I personally don't see how you would die with just attempting to fish. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're going to cook this fish, right? Like, we're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. just... Assuming. This is just like, do you have... want to use what you have, or do you want to try and fish? I think we might, might as well try to fish, right? Because if we succeed at fishing, then we know we can do it again. Right. No, I agree. Let's do the fishing. Yeah, I'm down for fishing. Yeah. All right. So we're going to fi- pick fish, and that's minus 10 points. Okay. The next question. You spent 10 survival points on fishing. The fish are plentiful and slow moving. How do you catch one? So now you're attempting to fish... This is how we're going to do it. Do you build a trap out of rocks? Do you stand in a shallow area and try to catch one with your hands? Do you stab at one with a sharpened stake? Or do you create a makeshift hook out of wood and sinew? Stake. Stab them. They're slow moving. Yeah. Plentiful and slow moving. There's a bunch of them. We're going to go spearfishing, folks. Democracy. Are we all? Is it it stabbing them with the stake? I don't think a trap out of rocks is ever going to work in that situation, but okay. All right. Stab one. Okay. Also, that didn't cost any points, apparently, so we're still at the same amount. Nice. Spearfishing's cheap. All right. Wow, that actually worked. But now the sun is setting fast. You should find shelter before it gets too dark. Are you going to use something for your supplies, which is minus 25, Create a lean-to facing fallen branches, which is minus 15. Use a cave, which is minus 5. Or take refuge in a rocky outcrop on the bank of the stream, which is minus 5. I hate all of these options. I have rocky outcrop on... Well, the stream, that's where people are... Like, animals are going to go to get water. But also, a cave is never a good idea, guys. Yeah, not the cave. It seems not smart. Only bad things happen in caves. I've read a lot of fantasy. So our options were use something from our supplies, make yes. a lean-to. Using fallen branches, 
worse, just crossing out cave right now. Yeah, and then the third option is take refuge in a rocky outcrop on the bank of the stream. I don't think that's the right option. I, yeah, the stream is worrying me because of the animals drink from streams, and that's the most likely place that people are going to go. I'm leaning towards supplies, but I don't know what that's supplies what I'm thinking. we have. I just, yeah, I don't know what supplies we have, but also... I mean, what from your supplies would you have taken that would have given you good enough shelter? Like a sheet? Did you have a tent even then? Is that a good yeah. idea? Because people are obviously going to see that tent and be like, hey, look, there's somebody to steal stuff from. Yeah. Cave? Maybe a lean-to? I mean, I have I watch alone, and all they do is, like, build Make their shelters yeah. out of things in the wilderness. So, like, I feel like it's possible to do it with fallen branches. And you can camouflage yourself better in that, Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay, lean two it is. Yeah. All right. Maybe lean two. Lean okay. two. This one is minus fifteen. Let's okay. see if we make it. All right. We we're on to the next one. We haven't died Ooh. yet. And we saved okay. ten points. <laughs> You've settled into your shelter, but now you need a fire. Which one of these can you use to start it? So you use something from your supplies, which is minus twenty five. Pull two sticks from a tree and rub them together, Never. which is minus five. Does not Create work. a spark using rocks, which is minus five, or make a bow drill, which is minus 15. The rocks. First of all, I feel like a fire is a bad idea yeah. because in every movie I watch, they're like, that's how the animals find you. <laughs> <laughs> we need a lean-to from sticks. Why don't we just light our lean-to on fire? Good Lord. <laughs> I think the bow drill is the one where it's like the stick with the tightened uh yeah. string right and you yeah. like oh. rub it i don't but i'm not 100 sure i can make sparks with rocks i have never been able to get two sticks to rub together for fire yeah but the bow drill i think is a better version of that yeah okay i couldn't do that in real life but i'm down to say that i can if you want to if you want to <laughs> say bow drill we'll use bow drill this might have if we're really making it what is uh our own supplies is it the same as bow drill price wise no Using your own supplies is minus 25, and a yeah. bow drill is minus 15. What are the rocks? Create a spark using rocks is five, minus 5. We have 110 points left, um, and so it's between 5 or 15 points that we use for this. Yeah, I don't think we should do the sparks or the We've been getting by pretty cheap. Not the two sticks and not the rocks. You're doing bow yeah. drill or supplies, so minus 15 or minus 25. Bow drill? Bow drill. All right, bow drill. All right, let's see if it works. Kay. All right, we're 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 going on. Apparently, we know how to make a bow drill with no experience. <laughs> oh, great. How good We're going that. on. We haven't done yet. We know how to make a lean-to. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like between all of us, we read enough books to know how to kind of do all of these things. So <laughs> That's true. We're like, all right, it. you're settled into your shelter. I saw the Hunger Games that one time. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, you're settled into your shelter and drift off next to a crackling fire. Congratulations, you made it through the first day. When you wake, you're very thirsty. Do you use your supplies, minus 25, or there are vines nearby. Try to drink from them, minus 10. A vine is not going to give you enough. I also, like, aren't you by a stream? Like, didn't we? Didn't we just get the stream thing? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. Oh, those are the only two options. Why didn't I grab water when I was in the stream? Well, maybe we did. Maybe that's part of the surprise. That's true. There's only two. There's only two. So we use your supplies, which is minus 25, or there are vines nearby. Try to drink from them. I feel like we have to do yeah, supplies, how do you right? drink from a Yeah, vine? it's just that we're only on day two of this thing, and it takes three days to yes. get there, and we're at 95 points. All so. right, use your use your supplies. Is that what we're going with? 
I think so. We've got two. All right. I guess. This All right. That's minus 25. We've only got 70 points left for two days, guys. All so right. You've quenched your thirst. As you're walking, you fall and cut yourself. How do you treat your <sighs> wounds? What the hell? <laughs> um, okay. You use your first aid kit from your supplies. You apply pine sap, which is minus 10. You rub away the blood with the corner of your shirt, which is minus five, or you leave it exposed, which is minus five. I mean, how big is the cut? Like, if it's not big. I know. Also, you're not going to die of an infection in two days, so. That's true. I'd probably just wipe it away with my sleeve and go about my day. Yeah, I probably would too, honestly. Well, that's why. If it's like a a scrape, then like, obviously, I'm just going to be like, If I don't need stitches, then. Whatever. Okay, so. Okay, so just Are, we're points. rubbing it away with the corner of our shirt, or we're applying pine yeah. sap, which I don't know what pine I sap does. Th- I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to apply anything yeah. from that I don't know what it does. All right, so right. we're rubbing the blood away with the corner of our shirt. I think so, Lord. Or yeah, just leaving it exposed. I mean, that sounds exposed. Sounds like we're making a bad. Choice. They're both minus five, okay. so you can either leave it exposed for minus five. I don't know. Rubbing your shirt though, like your sh- your shirt could be dirty. That's what that makes me more is. nervous. So shirt is minus five. Leave it exposes minus five so we can do either of them i would probably just put water on it but that's not an option yeah me too well, we need to drink that water yeah i think my vote is leave it exposed leave it exposed yeah. all right i'm clicking it that's minus five. Oh god i hope they didn't kill us nope your wound got infected and you die you don't die of an infection in two days. <laughs> it's important to keep your wounds clean and clear from the infection, especially out in the wilderness. No shit. Dirty, <laughs> dirty clothes can introduce foreign bodies and bacteria to a wound, Ugh. as can leave it exposed to the wilderness. Pine sap, however, is a natural antiseptic, so now we know pine sap is the way to go. All right. <laughs> Fuck you, BuzzFeed. You don't die in two days. Oh, my God. I just have to say that. Yeah. Well, okay. we made it don't. to day two, so, I mean, we got halfway there. Whatever. Pine we slept in the wilderness yeah, successfully. We just had to fall and cut ourselves and instantly die of infection. <laughs> That's a fast-moving infection. Yeah. You know, Peter like, bled out for three days and he was fine. I know. So, I don't understand. Right, he literally was, like, beaten to death and then rubbed dirt all over his he, wounds. He rolled he around fine. in the dirt, camouflaged as a rock for, like, three days. I, I mean, come on. I call bullshit. Who do we need to talk to at BuzzFeed? They need to update this quiz. <laughs> we are the real survivalists. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Obviously. we made it pretty far, but we ended up dying... So it's fine. That's Mom, that's Mom. the end of this episode. I'm not shocked, honestly. <laughs> no one's surprised. We'll link the BuzzFeed article in this episode description so that way everybody can play along and see if they can get farther than we did since we didn't know pine sap is a natural antiseptic, but like now <laughs> we do, so it's fine. Learn something new. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed all of our dystopian apocalyptic recommendations. And you can find us on social at Emo Girls Guide on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. So come hang out with us. And may your day be blessed with main character energy. Main, main character, character energy. energy. It's really bullshit that that killed us. <laughs> we were robbed. <laughs> we were.